0: Hello and welcome to the IFL Overcast, I'm your host Oliver Broadbent and this is my regular digest of matters engineering, creativity and practical philosophy. This week I'm sitting on the platform at Crouch Hill Station in North London. Both platforms are empty and where the train should be, two northbound cyclists have just zoomed past going the other way was an express jogger. The next train is due, well never, and that's because this line closed in 1964, part of a route between Finsbury Park and Alexandra Palace. Today, the route is a nature reserve and a popular way for cyclists and pedestrians. But had a major civil engineering project been completed in the mid 20th century, this tranquil spot, home to dozens of species of flora, fauna and cyclists, would have been part of London Underground's busy Northern Line network, with rush hour trains passing every two minutes or so. As I ride up and down this route, which I do twice a week on a bicycle, I often imagine a parallel reality in which that train line was completed. And so for this episode of the Eiffel Overcast, I've tried to create the sounds of a journey on this uncompleted line, a sort of modern-day ghost train. And en route, I can tell you the story of the part of the Northern Line that never was. To start the journey, I'm going to whisk myself to Finsbury Park, and it's now demolished Platform 10, which, had history turned out, would have been where today you could have caught a Northern Line train to Alexandra Palace. On platform 10 waiting for the next northern line train to alexandra palace the line begins in moorgate at the heart of the city and there it heads up to finsbury park where i am today and then on to alexandra palace
1: this is finsbury park change here for the piccadilly and victoria lines and mainline suburban rail services This train terminates at Alexandra Palace.
0: The story begins in the 1860s. This was the age of rapid urban expansion in London. Train companies at this time had a rather neat business model. It was to build lines out of central London, build them to the middle of nowhere, and then build stations around, build houses around their new stations. It's much cheaper to build a railway this way across Greenfield and to then build a customer, customer base than it is to build a railway to existing towns where the land is expensive and you have to pick a tortuous path through the existing infrastructure. One such company was the Edgware, Highgate and London Railway which planned to bring suburban commuter traffic from the hills of North London down into Kings Cross. In 1860 this railway line received parliamentary permission and construction works began from Finsbury Park. To the first such railway line to ply these northern heights. By 1866, the line was complete, although the construction had bankrupted the company and the service was taken over by the Great Northern Railway, which ran services up and down the east coast of Great Britain. From Kings Cross, trains went north into Finsbury Park, from where they branched off from the main line and began their long ascent up the hills of North London.
1: The next station is Stroud Green.
0: The next station, Stroud Green, was not included in the original plans but was added after the railway line was opened to serve the rapidly growing population in this part of North London.
1: This station is Stroud Green. This train terminates at Alexandra Palace.
0: What has always surprised me about this railway line is how it manages to climb North London's steeply rising hills and bring trains to the heights of Highgate and Moswell Hill. Of course the way it does this is gradually. At Stroud Green we had a good head start with the train already atop a steep embankment. But now the ground rises around us suddenly and we are plunged into a deep cutting. This railway line and the surrounding ground jostle in this way up and down all the way to Highgate. Soon after the line opened, the Midland Railway, a rival company, opened a station at Mill Hill Broadway on its new line into St Pancras, upping the competition for passengers. And so, the Edgware Highgate and London Railway built additional branch lines to boost passenger traffic. One branch to Alexandra Palace, and the other to High Barnet. Well, you can see the branch to High Barnet today on the underground map.
1: This station is Crouch End. This train terminates at Alexandra Palace. In
0: 1935, as part of its new works plan, the government announced a major expansion of the Edgware and Morden tube line, which until then terminated in these parts at Archway. Under the scheme, it was to be extended via a tunnel under Highgate and then join up with the Edgware, Highgate and London Railway just south of East Finchley. There were to be two station levels at Highgate, one high level serving the line we are on and one deep level underground serving the trains coming up from Archway. All joined up, the entire network was to be electrified. The new network of lines was to be given the name the Northern Line.
1: The next station is Highgate. Change here from northbound Northern Line services to High Barnet and Bushy Heath and southbound Northern Line services here. Now as we come
0: into Highgate the ground has risen steeply around us and we go through a short tunnel before the train comes to a halt at this two level station.
1: is Highgate, Alexandra Palace branch. Change here for northern line services to High Barnet and Bushy Heath and southbound northern line services via Camden Town from Platform 3. This train terminates at Alexandra Palace.
0: Leaving Highgate, we pass through another short tunnel and then we branch off the main line and start curving towards Alexandra Palace. In 1939, The new tunnel was built up from Archway from the tube network in the south and the whole lot was connected up. Electrification of the above ground branches began, but work stopped as a result of the Second World War. At that point, the branch line to High Barnet had been electrified and the main line had been electrified also as far as Mill Hill East, but after the war, the introduction of the Green Belt felt meant no further expansion of North London was allowed and so there was no need to build extensions of the Northern Line and electrification work stopped. And so the route from Finsbury Park, where we started today, around to Alexandra Palace, where we're heading now, was never electrified.
1: This station is Cranley Gardens. This train terminates at Alexandra Palace.
0: so the sounds you hear today are those of an imaginary electric railway that was never built. Steam trains pulled passenger services up the route from Finsbury Park to Alexandra Palace until 1954 and then the branch from Highgate to Alexandra Palace was closed. steam goods trains continued to run from Finsbury Park up to Highgate until 1964 and these were also stopped. The rails were pulled up and the route from Finsbury Park to Alexandra Palace was converted into the Parkland Walk. London's longest linear nature reserve. Today the Parkland Walk is home to 22 species of butterfly, to hedgehogs, to bats and a host of other fauna and a splendid array of trees that have grown up close to the trackbed in the last 50 years.
1: The next station is Muswell Hill.
0: It is a popular walking and cycle route and is the means by which I tow my daughter to nursery each week in a cycle trailer.
1: station is Muswell Hill. This train terminates at Alexandra Palace.
0: Alexandra Palace opened in 1873. It was conceived as a Victorian entertainment venue housing one one of the largest organs in Europe. The palace was set in the grounds of a pleasure park that included London's only horse racing track. 100,000 people attended its opening concert, which was accompanied by a huge fireworks display. And bringing people to the party were the steam trains of the Edgware, Highgate and London Railway, the final stretch of the line crossing a 17-arch viaduct to reach its terminus.
1: The next station is Alexandra Palace, where this train terminates.
0: So what do I take away from my ghost train ride today? Well, it's easy to think that the infrastructure that we all depend upon was planned. But the story of the Northern Heights plan reminds us that what we end up with might not have been what was in the original design. In construction, engineers often produce as-built drawings which show us what was actually built on a construction site as opposed to uh, the designs put together by the original designers. We should regard, therefore, our maps of our railway lines today as the as-built drawings rather than the original plan. Today's imaginary journey also serves to remind us the extent to which infrastructure shapes our experience of a city. From a user experience perspective, London changed shape significantly for instance when it's outer rail loop, the overground was completed because it brought people previously separated by awkward journeys closer together. I've lived in London all my life and never quite made it to Alexandra Palace until today when I recorded this podcast. Perhaps had the vision of the Northern Heights as set out in the 1935 New Works Plan been realised, this most lavish of party venues would have been a more regular destination of mine.
1: This station is Alexandra Palace, where this train terminates, Or change please.